0: So this week this week in in Israel is Bahar and next week is B'chukotai. These two Parshayodas we'll see are very closely connected to each other in a certain way. You see the first Pasukha sheet by the Bearshem Moshe Bahar Sinai Mor. Now you have to remember this is the Parsha Bahar. This is the Parsha Bahar. And 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 everybody wonders what what this idea that the Har Sinai? I mean, what does Har Sinai have to do with ongoing tradition from God to Moshe Rabbeinu to Bnei Yisrael? It was generally generally it is assumed that the Torah was given to Bnei Yisrael in three parts, or in th- or three occasions. One is called Har Sinai. It, we received a certain amount of Torah. Now you know that Moshe Rabbeinu went up on Har Sinai twice. The first time, the first time he and Bede Yisrael received the Aseret debrot Now Chazal cut that down. Not all the Aseret debrot but maybe the... The first two of the Dibrot. Maybe the first one of the Dibrot. He just had That's the first time that Moshe Rabbeinu went up on Har Sinai. And he came down with the Luchot and smashed them. All of that has what that means, whatever it means. The second time that Moshe Rabbeinu went up on Har Sinai, he went up on Har Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights. He came down with he came down with Uchota even right, with stone uh, tablets on which they were Aseret Dibrot, plus other things. How do I know that Moshe Rabbeinu came down Parashinayim with other things? Because if you remember Shmot, after after Mishpatim, the of Mishpatim comes Truma and after Tzav comes Kitisa. After Kitisa comes by Ya'akov Pekudeh. By Yakel Pekudeh Pekude is Moshe Rabbeinu telling Bnei Yisrael to build the Mishkan, the Tabernacle, so that Moshe Rabbeinu immediately after he came down from Har Sinai had something to say, had something to tell Bnei Yisrael. What does that have to do with Shemitah? Which is what we're talking about in the Parsha Bahar, Bahar Sinai and what follows is or are Psukim about Shemitah. A lot of Psukim about Shemitah. So again, I know that Moshe Rabbeinu taught B'nai Israel something immediately after he came down from the mountain of Sinai. That something had to do with the Mishkan. And then after that, after that, Moshe Rabbeinu taught them uh, what he heard in Oel Mo'ed. In the tent that he built in the Mishkan. The Mishkan had a central uh, uh, structure called Oel Mo'ed. And in the Oral Moed, or outside of the Oral Moed, Moshe HaMetan was able to stand and receive information that we call Torah, which he passed on to B'nai Yisrael. So that's Sinai, and then Oral Moed. And the third place that, that uh, the Torah was given, so to speak, to B'nai Yisrael, is Arvot Moab. Arvot Moab is... The eastern side of the Jordan River parallel more or less to Erechol. So the place where the Jews passed over the river Jordan to go from the eastern bank of the Jordan River to the western bank of the Jordan River. (coughs) So that place the place they jumped off from is called Arvot Moab in Arvot Moab Moshe Rabbeinu made speeches which include most of the book of Dvarim and the book of Dvarim includes again a lot of uh, mitzvot that we only know about from the book of Dvarim even though the first pasuk in Dvarim if you remember Eile HaDvarim Asher Moshe the words of Moshe. Now that's a, like a a brain crusher. Like why would the Torah say it's the words of Moshe when it's really the words of God? In any event, be that as it may, I just that background is necessary. Let's go back to our Pasuk. By the Bearsheva Moshe Baharsinaidemor, there's an introduction to the Parasha of Shmita. And the introduction includes the fact that, the, that it's Bahar Sinai. Bahar Sinai is a geographic location. It's where Matan Torah took place. Matan Torah is the revelation that indicated to B'nai Yisrael that God is going to give them a Torah. This is not something that's so obvious. Okay. Now if you look at the next, uh, another problem, besides trying to figure out what Bahar Sinai means, there's a pasuk, the next thing on the sheet, Vayikra, Perakom, Zayim, Pasuk Lama, Dalit. This is the last pasuk in the book of Vayikra. The last pasuk in the book of Vayikra says, "Ela mitzvot Asher Tziva Hashem et Moshe'el Yisrael, Bahar Sinai. The last pasuk. So, if I had to figure out what the last pasuk meant, I would say Har Sinai. All the Torah, all the Torah that was supposed to be given at Har Sinai was given to Bnei Israel. That includes the end of the book of Shmot, which is about the Mishkan. The book of VaYikra, VaYikra and Sava, about the Korbanot note that I give it in the in the beitim, in the Mishkan. Shmini is about completing the Mishkan. Then, Tazriyeh Metzorach, Reimot Kedoshim, is Vatumah V'tahara, which also are like Mitzvot, right? And then, Bahar Bechukotai, Shemitah, other things. So let, let's look again. There's a new question that we could ask. If, in fact, everything in the Torah, Shmot Vayikra, was given Bahar Sinai, that's the last Pasuk Vayikra, why do I need another Pasuk to tell me that the beginning of Baha'i was given Baha'i Sinai, if everything was given Baha'i Sinai? That's the question. Now, if you look at Shemot Perakav Gimel, Shmuel Perikov gives the Parashat Mishpatim. You remember the Parashat Mishpatim comes after the Parashat Yitro. The Parashat Yitro, right, is a Parashat of Revelation. And the parashah of Mishpatim is about acceptance. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu came to Bnei Yisrael and says, do you accept? Where the Torah says, that do you accept is based on something that they knew about the Torah. They knew something about the Torah, what they knew about the Torah was the parasha of Mishpatim. A lot of dinim, a lot of different dinim. Now, in the parasha Mishpatim, in this Parish which is called Brit, Sefer HaBrit, uh, the agreement between HaKadosh Baruch and Bedei Yisrael. didn't say to Israel, do you accept the Torah? And they didn't know what that was. Which probably would render the, uh, the agreement irrelevant. But Hakosbom said, Do you accept the Torah? And here's an example. Here's a little bit of Torah for you, so you could base your acceptance on something real. Again, Harsinai Har Sinai is theophany, it's the time that B'nai Yisrael understood that it could happen. That there could be a transfer of information from God to Bnei Yisrael, a demand from God to uh, to Bnei Yisrael, but <coughs> it was limited to Anoche <coughs> and Lozi, the Yelachah. Like, it was very limited in its content. And then Moshe Rabbeinu came down from Arzina. Moshe Rabbeinu wanted Bnei Yisrael to agree that they would accept the Torah. And the way, he, the way he presented it was by saying, look, here's, a, here's Torah. Here's an example. The, parasha, the whole parish of Mishpatim is Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu presented to B'nai Yisrael so they could say, seven V'Nishva. You remember? seven Like they have to say, seven on something. So they learned the Torah of Mishpatim that was offered to them to B'nai Yisrael to Yisrael and in that parish of Mishpatim there are these P'sukim You should uh, grow grow things in your fields and collect the wheat, and on the seventh year, the year of the year, you have to let it lie fallow. The seventh year. And then you have to, it has to be kind of half free for everybody. Even the poor people. Whatever is left will be eaten up by the animals. This is what you do to the vines and to the olives, olive groves, olive trees. Six days. Do what you have to do. And on the seventh day you should rest. So you see from these that there's an obligation of Shemitah Again, where are we? Parshat Mishpatim The parshat that was the basis for the acceptance of the Torah You know, in other words, Moshe Rabbein said Here's a little Torah Can you say Nasser Benishman? But Ezra said, yes and in that little bit of Torah, there are two Pesukim about Shemitah, about the Shemitah year. The third Pasuk, the third Pasuk says the Shemitah year is just like Shabbat, which is an important, uh, uh, an important statement. Now, in the parasha of Bahar, this week's parasha, there's a very lengthy exposition about Shemitah and yovel. So that means that if I, would, if I wanted to compare it, I would say that Mishpatim, the story of Mishpatim, in Mishpatim is Klalim, generalities, not a lot of details. Whereas in Bahar, we have a lot of Pratim. I mean, considering the fact that this is not the way the Torah usually works, but you have to remember that the only actual the actual statement about Shabbat and the Torah is, which certainly does not tell you everything you want to know about, about the Shabbat. Here you have a situation, you have a situation where Shemitah, Shemitah is first taught in Mishpatim as a general statement, there. you have to keep the Shemitah 6 years and 70 year. let everything life follow and in Bahar Pratim more details more details and uh, ok let's look at that Rashi Rashi is a tough nut here to crack but we'll do it Mahanyan Shemitah Eitzel Har Sinai famous I mean in modern Hebrew people say that so, if you have time, you know, like in modern Hebrew, if you want to say, what are you talking about? You know, like you say, <laughs> that's of course if, you're, if you have literary patience and are willing to say five words. So, what's the question? Why does this Pasuk, say that it's Sinai. Because we know that the end of Bechukotai, there's a Pasuk that says that everything is by Sinai. That's the question. All the mitzvot in the Torah came from Sinai. How does he know that? how does Rashi know that or the Medrash that Rashi's quoting know that because that's what it says at the end of the end of next week's parasha which should have been which might have been I mean again I don't uh, I know that this is problematic but I mean it might have been that the end of Vayikra would have been the end of the Torah as we know it Vayikra would have been the end of the Torah right I say this Once every couple of months. Because after the end of Ayikra, after the end of Ayikra, they were supposed to, B'nai Yisrael was supposed to go into Eretz Kanaan. And that would have been the, that would have been kind of the end. And that's why the Parsha Bechukotai, next week's Parsha, right, is also the Parsha of a Brit, of a covenant. The covenant says, if you keep the mitzvot, everything will be good. And if you don't keep the mitzvot, everything's going to be terrible. That's what it says in the parish of Bechukotai. And then along came the Meraglim, and the Meraglim said, don't go. And B'nai Yisrael said, okay, so we won't go. So by denying by denying the demand the that they should go to Eretz Kedan, they also denied the Brit. And that's when finally, 38 years later, when they did go into Eritzkinan, there was a new Brit. Right? I said this before, but I just think, you know, I'm not sure, sure it like gets in there. There's a new Brit in the parish of Kitavo. Even though Chazal look at these two parish and they say, well, there's certain small differences, but for us, they are basically the same. The parish of Bechukotai and the parish of Kitisa. What do I need the parish of Kitisa? I'm sorry, Kitavo. Why do I need the parish of Kitavo if I have the parish of Bechukotai? Because the parish of Bechukotai was cancelled. The agreement was, was, was undone somehow. They didn't agree to go to Eretz The whole agreement of, of B'fukotai was if you do good, you'll stay at Eretz Kadan. and if you don't do good, you're going to be exiled from Eretz So they decided not to go to Eretz Kedon. So, so the Brit, or the covenant, or the agreement was undone. It was undone, and done again in the Pasha of Kitabo before they actually did go to Eretz Israel, This time, not under the leadership of Moshe Rabbeinu, but under the leadership of Yosho Rabbeinu, right? Do so you have, like, a summary of, of the entire Torah? Back to Rashi. Back to, back to Rashi. Is this true? So where's Kalaloteha? of Shemitah I think in the Parashah of Mishpatim in the Parashah Mishpatim remember Parashah Mishpatim it says Shemitah you should have Shemitah six years you work seven years you lie, it lies fallow that's Shemitah but Diktokera uh, <laughs> care. Right, prateo v'edikdu keah. How do I know that prateo v'edikdu keah also be sinai? I know that from here. From the parsha bahar, the bahar is prateo v'edikdu keah. Af kuladne mrukalotev v'edikdu keah. Have you seen And then Rashi says, Kakshnu yabat kohanim." Arat kohanim is the Halachic Medrash on Vayikra. Torah and It's also called Sifra. It's also called Sifra. Sometimes it's called Torah and Kohanim, sometimes it's called Sifra. <coughs> sifra means the book. Right? The book, the book of Vayikra. The, the Medrash Halachan, Bamidbar and Dvarim, is called Sifrei. Books, two of them, It's right? Sifre. So Rashi says, "Kachl should do." I don't know. You know, it's hard to tell with Rashi when, when there's a reference, whether Rashi wrote the reference or some eager beaver who was putting it out. I mean, we don't know. I mean, there is no, there are no Rashi manuscripts. There are manuscripts. Later than Rashi, they copy Rashi. There are, in you know, other words, the difference between Rashi, there are no manuscripts that Rashi himself wrote, or even somebody very close to Rashi might have written. We don't have such manuscripts. Do we know what happened to them? Do I know? No, do we know? Do we know what happened? We, I don't know. Is it known what happened to me. But I, I, I'll, I'll make it up if you want. <laughs> What well, happened? It happened. To everything. Everything gets thrown away. It was the the uh, the monks who were, who were taught that in order to uh, lead reasonable lives, they should sit at a stender and copy things all day long. So the monks preserved a lot of books. But even with all of their efforts, we still don't have any manuscripts of Rashi. So I don't know. I don't know what happened to it. I don't know what happened to it. But I could imagine. Okay. <speaking in Russian> I just wanted to say was that when Rashi, when there's a reference in Rashi, it's hard to know if Rashi wrote the reference or if somebody else wrote the reference. Lee, Shekach perusha <speaking in> Lee. This is Rashi. Mm-hmm. Nearly is Rashi talking. So let's understand. Mishne Torah. What's Mishne Torah? The book of Dvarim. And what's special about the book of Dvarim? It's Moshe Rabbeinu talking. That's what's special about the book of Dvarim and differentiates it from the other books of the Torah. And this is clearly stated, Eila HaDvarim Hashem Deben Moshe. Right? That's what the Torah itself says about the book of Devarim. So, he says, Arvot uh, Moab is the place that Moshe Rabbeinu declaimed the book of Devarim was again, there's the, the Jordan River. On the west side of the Jordan River is on <coughs> The east side of the Jordan River is Arvot Moab. So they were sort of in their final launching place, Bnei Yisrael. We're going to launch into Eretz Canaan from Arvot Moab. And it's in Arvot Moab that Moshe Rabbeinu who said all these things that he said that are in the book of Tvarim, Right? So let's go back. Vinir Ali. You see Vinir Ali, the third line, the end of the line. Vinir Ali she'kach be'erushah. D'epi she'lo matzino shmitat karka'ot she'nishnit be'arvot mo'av v'mishnit Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu, who was repeating things in the Torah, in the Book of Dvarim, did not repeat the halachot of shmitat karka'ot. Where are they found in Bahar and Mishpatim? But they're not found in Dvarim. Dvarim. in Dvarim. What is found in Dvarim? What is found in Dvarim? No, Shmitat Safim. Shmitat Safim <coughs> is found in Dvarim, but not Shmitat Karkaot. Again, Rashi says, "Shenishnet ba'avot Torah, la'madnu." Sinai. In other words, according to Rashi, why does it say Bahar Sinai at the beginning of the Parashah Bahar? In order to teach us that Klalim and Pratim, general statements and particular statements are all come from, from Har Sinai. Where's the general statement of Shmita in Mishpatim in the Book of Shmot? Where's the Pratim? Yeah. It's in Bahar. The pratim are in in Bahar. Again, yeah. let's look at the Rashi again. Kulanay mu bisinai uba katu v'lamad kan al the Bush shnidbar leMoshe shemisinai ayu kulan k'la lotem iti tuheym v'chazruve nishnu ba'avodma. So I don't understand what Rashi means. <coughs> about everything. Everything was taught to Moshe Rabbeinu the K'lalim and the Chedim. It could be, it could be that when Moshe Rabbeinu was on Har Sinai, Moshe Rabbeinu was Har Sinai. You know, if you say, and here I'm not sure. I don't want to, uh, I want to create confusion. But everybody is an adult. If you say that uh, that Moshe Rabbeinu Har Sinai learned the entire Torah, right? So I said, okay, he learned that Torah, but did he learn the parasha of Bilam? In other words, history is problematic. What reason could there have been for Kaddish Hu, to teach Moshe Rabbeinu history, which would then just deny free will? What would be the point of that? So it seems to me that it's easier to say that Moshe Rabbeinu learned everything in the Torah. That has to do with halacha, klalim, and pratim, but he knew it in in whatever order he learned it in. He didn't know it in the way it appears in the Torah. <coughs> then, <coughs> in Olam Hadei, when they built the Mishkan, Moshe Rabbeinu received from Hakadosh Baruch Hu the text of the Torah that would be transmitted to the Nei Yisrael. The text, the actual wording of it, and that text included the history that had passed yesterday, up to yesterday, that that history. So according to Rashi, according to Rashi, this teaches us that Moshe Abedah learned all that there was to learn about the demands of the Torah, (coughs) Moshe Rashi does not relate to the question of history right? but it seems to me that history would not easily be included in that learning on Harsinai but it would be included when Moshe Rabbeinu received the text of the Torah from HaKodesh boh, text in the Torah of HaKodesh boh. now there's one more thing one more thing that I would like to... Uh... When did Moshe Benin receive the text? Well, why? When did Moshe Benin receive the text of the Torah? In all In all He came into... Al-Mu'ed. Oh, he was outside of the old boy And he heard the voice of God telling him the Torah. And then he taught that Torah to B'nai Yisrael. So that Torah... Look, there's a... There's a Rashi says... Rashi says that B'nai Yisrael knew all the stories of the Avot until... Um, Uh, until until the mitzvah of Kiddush HaKodesh that took place at the time of Yitzhiat Mitzvah. that's when the new Torah began. but the old Torah the Torah of Avraham and Yitzhak and Yaakov was known to B'nai Yisrael so this idea that there is a Torah before the Torah is not so Odd. It was Moshe Abedin knew the Torah, but he didn't really know the Torah. Are the text of the Torah or the stories we about, about? Well, the Torah. well, in Breshit up till Achashverosh the it's all stories. In the form that they, in the form that we are familiar with, it, with the text of it? it. It doesn't sound that way from Rashi, but you know, if you wanted to make the argument, no, you know. probably could. I don't know. I think not. I don't think they had a Torah, that B'nai Yisrael and Mitzrayim had a Torah, but they had a tradition. They knew Avram and Yitzhak and Yaakov, and, and, and they were able to work off of that. And then when did we get the text? And the what? The text they got at the end, and the Moshe Rabbeinu taught it to them. It's in, in the, the end of the, term, in the What? In, in Avot Moab? No, no, all the years. All, all the years. Avot Moab, yeah. was now, finished. The Torah was finished in Vod Moab and or it was written down. In other it words, there's a machloket that the Gemara get in Gittin, about whether the Torah was written all at once in Avot Moab or as Moshe Rabbeinu taught the Torah during the 38 years each time another parashah they wrote it down and it was completed in our Moab. That's a machloket that's in the Gemara. Right? Which means that you can't re- we can't respond to that. We don't have any evidence that we could use to to decide one way, one way or the other. But everybody agrees that what we call the Torah or a safer Torah came to be in Harvod Moav. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu's great work was, and it was completed in Harvod Moav. That everybody says that. right and B'nai Yisrael learned this Torah along the way for 38 uh, the 38 years that they wandered around in the desert or didn't wander around in the desert didn't necessarily wander so there is a commentary. I just wanted to show you you know show and tell kind of thing Because, (laughs) because the people make a mistake one of the early Perushim, and good, good and Rashi, the Rashi has been the, the subject of hundreds of commentaries and over a hundred books dedicated to the Perush of Rashi. A, a, a kind of a pretty creative, um, uh, new, Creative new interpretations of Rashi or ideas that derive from Rashi was penned by the Lubavitcher Rebbe, who had a very uh, serious interest in Rashi. There, they put out. It was uh, the Lubavitcher Rebbe mentioned all this stuff in these lectures that he gave, which went on for hours and hours. So the students of his students they take out pieces and put them together. And one of the pieces is Rashi. And there are several books collecting the chidushim of the Lubavitcher Rebbe about, uh, about Rashi, so that Rashi has been the subject of interpretation, um, not since Rashi was written, but more or less from this book called the Sefer Zikaron, that's what the Parashadra written by somebody named Avraham Bakrat, Kuf Resh Aleph Tet. I never heard that name. But he was exiled from Spain in 1492. Right? 1492, I never realized how important the date it was. I thought it had something to do with Columbus or something, but I was mistaken. 1492 seems to be the great turning point in Jewish history. Not because the Jews, I mean, of course, it was, it was the Jews getting kicked out of Spain, and then eight years later they got kicked out of Portugal. And That's, of course, an annoyance. But as a result there was a tremendous spread of kabbalah which was located before that time in spain you know, heavily located in spain and then the uh, the exile from spain and portugal uh, brought kabbalah to the attention of the entire jewish people from holland to swa to you know all of western europe Eastern Europe a little bit and then Eretz Yisrael. Rav Yosef Karo Rav Yosef Karo who is you know I mean I could say something bombastic but uh, even if you subtract the bombast it's probably not far from accurate you know who was the greatest scholar of his day and knew everything Uh, was also Mimigur Hashiach Svaraz. He was a child when his family was kicked out of Spain. And eventually they, they ended up in... Uh... Yeah, eventually they ended up in Svart. So this book is called Sefer Zikaron, and it's a commentary to the Perush of Rashi. Right? Published, published recently, Tav Shed I published in a nicer edition. So, in any event, the Sefer Zikaron says this. The uh, I don't have it on the sheet. I couldn't find it in the in the Google. Probably my ineptitude, but I mean everything is in the Google. Right? But I couldn't find it. Kora near eja braita zotpa rakla vodop teha batiktu kami sinai Ramezit Lamashika Dumbi Dinesh Mita Bapasha Sot. He says he says as we said. I mean maybe we got it from, from him, but we said that 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 when you talk about Pratim, Kalim, Pratim, where are the Pratim, the Pratim are in Bahara. Vishheratsuzal Bombay Mashmita namura te glamisina, Moshikadu Pashazot of Kulan. So that's what that's what the Khachalme meant to say. That just like Shmita, so to everything. Just like my Shmita, the Klalema Misinaya, the Pratema Misina, so to all the mitzvot are that way. Avkulan Ezel Lo Yita Khain, he says. He says, I don't get it. Dibish lava kula lo tea he says, he says, I understand. Here there are more details in Bahar than there are in Mishpatim, but not more than there are in the Gemara and Shviz. In if you learn about Shemitah in the Gemara, so you confront endless details. Endless notions and ideas, endless problems of of understanding. So how can you say that uh, these are the that, that That's the question that that he asks. To answer that question, to answer that question, I would like to look at the sheet again. <coughs> you see, right you remember this is the parashat Tsaf. So remember that the, the parashayot of Vayikra and Tzav, the first two parashayot of Vayikra, are about the different korbanot that you can bring, or that you have to bring. And they brought them in the desert to the Mishkan, to the tabernacle. The tabernacle was like the Beit HaMikdash would be later on. And in the tabernacle they, they brought these uh, korbanot. Uh, the pasuk that ends this list of Korbanot Hashem Tziva Hashem Moshe Bahar Sinai V'yom Tzavotot B'nei Yisrael Akribet Korbanihem L'Hashem B'bar Sinai So again it says about the Korbanot that they were given Bahar Sinai but that seems odd this parashiot V'yichar and Tzav was said after they built the Mishkan after they were ready to serve Korbanot, to make Korbanot in the Mishkan. So that certainly took place after they left Har Sinai. So how does the how did the say, Asher Tzibah say? et Mosheh BaHar Sinai, Beyond B'yon Tzavoto et B'nei Yisrael L'Akrivit Korbanahim L'Hashem in Vasinai. What, what does that mean? They weren't at Har Sinai. They were long gone from Har Sinai. So the Ramban, the Ramban, we can't do the whole Ramban, but the Ramban says, "Al derech raboteinu, rei torat Kohanim mm-hmm. bahar parasha." This is, he quotes the same torat Kohanim sifra that Rashi quotes in bahar. Here we are in Tsav, by right? The second parasha by Yikra, he says, "Kiko a mitzvot nemrulim Moshe Sinai." This is a quote. And then they are repeated in way. And so, so that's what it means. Now, he says. La creep at Corbin, La Shem, Kitzi Bab and Miluim, Bahar Sinai, Vichain, Baha Vichat, Vitzi Vab and Minchab, Shamnohe Testament, Bahar Sinai, Bahomoed Vitaheim. You see that the third line, third wide line. Kitam Bahar Sinai, Vemakoma Zelif Har Sinai. So here is the big finish of the Ramban. The Ramban says, well, maybe when the Torah says, Bihar Sinai, it means you're still sort of under the influence of Har Sinai. You may have gone on your way, you may be traversing the desert, but you're still feeling or under the, 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 the inclination of Har Sinai. You're under that inclination of Har Sinai. So I think that, uh, that what the Ramban is dealing with is another question. Not the question of Klalim and Pratim, etc. He's simply asking the question of how could they say it's by Har Sinai. I mean, they learned the Torah after they left Har Sinai. It's true that it was not 38 years. We're not talking about 38 years of the desert. That took place after Chetam or Aglim, but they weren't at Har Sinai. God told them to move, and they moved. So the rabban comes along with this idea, and he says, "Well, maybe Har Sinai doesn't mean you had Har Sinai. Maybe it means you sort of like, like, like geography was not exactly so perfect. They enterprise; they didn't have every quadrant named on the map, so that Har Sinai was alone in the desert." And as you left Harsinai, you still thought of yourself as being in Harsinai. That's what the Ramban says here in Perixion. But I would like to add to that the following. According to the Ramban, the experience of Harsinai, right, the Ramban, the beginning of Truma, the Parashat of Truma, the experience of Harsinai is not something that we go back to. We don't go looking for Harsinai. This the Rabbin says it. We don't go looking for Harsinai. Har- we don't take trips to Harsinai. We have no interest in Harsinai. And the Rabbin says, How come? How come we're not interested in Harsinai? We're interested in going to places where things happened. We go to places where things happened. We go to Amik and we say, Oh, here, here, Dover HaMelech killed Goliath. I mean, all we see are these dishes, which doesn't exactly fit the idea of David HaMelech and Goliath. But we say that. We say, oh, we point here and we point there. And he said, this is where this happened, this is where that happened. And we don't have an interest, according to we don't have an interest in Har Sinai. And the reason that we don't have an interest in Har Sinai is because we took Har Sinai with us. How did we take Harsinai with us? Because Harsinai is the Mishkan. The Mishkan was built according to the Ramban, explained by the Rebbeinah Mechaia, according to the Ramban, built, explained by, me, by the Rebbeinah Mechaia, that <coughs> Harsinai, Harsinai is, is an idea. And it's an idea that can be transmitted from one place to another. It's not located in that place. It's not like, you know, people think you have to go to the Kotel to David. So if I'm not at the Kotel, I won't David. No, it's not like that. It's not like that. Har Sinai is an idea. And it's an idea that the idea is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu can communicate what he desires to people. It's an idea. And that idea was reproduced in the Mishkan, where there were boundaries and there were limits and there was a place, central place that only Moshe Rabbeinu could go into, and the Torah was given to Benei Yisrael at Har Sinai. So Har Sinai, maybe according to these two statements of the Ramban, the statement here in in VaYikra Tzav in the Parshah Tzav and the statement of the Ramban in Truma, if you put them together, you get this idea. You get this idea that Har Sinai doesn't necessarily mean the specific mountain of Sinai, but Har Sinai means the idea of Har Sinai, which we carried with us into the desert, which eventually morphed into the Beit HaMikdash. Right? The Beit HaMikdash was a place where there was special kind of closeness between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the people. That's what the Beit HaMikdash was. The same thing as the Mishkan, the same thing as the event of Harsinai. So it may be that we should read the Pasuk in that way, the Be'ashev Moshe. The Harsinai doesn't mean that Moshe Rabbeinu received all the information at Harsinai physically, but at the idea of Harsinai, carrying the idea of Harsinai with him, he Moshe Rabbeinu received <coughs> Harsinai Received the Torah as he went along because it was always Harsinai. That's all there was. Harsinai. <coughs> okay.